Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 81, five tips to sound great with any microphone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. This is the show where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the Ramen Noodle, and you can check me out there and find everything about this podcast, ways to subscribe to this podcast, rate this podcast in iTunes, get the previous show notes, and all of that over at theaudacitytopodcast.com and show notes for this episode will be at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 81. Now, if you are listening to this in the audio form, like I normally publish this, you might also want to go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 81 and watch the video that I've put there Or I may have also made it so that both the video and the audio format of this download for you, because you may want to see some of these things that I'm talking about. But I'll describe them, I think, well enough so that you'll be able to hear it, but you still may be interested in seeing some of these things too. So check that out over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 81. This episode, uh, well, first of all, Huge thanks again to Gordon Firemark for the last several episodes where we did a series of podcasting and law. If you haven't heard those, go back and listen to those over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash pick a number between 76 and 80. We did, actually it was 77 and 80. We did four episodes together about copyrights, trademarks, privacy policies, infringement, and a whole bunch of stuff, business uh, for your podcast and more that you might be interested in. But for this episode, I'm excited to give you some more how-to information about podcasting because many of us work with different kinds of microphones that may or may not be very high quality, but sometimes it's not even the microphone that really makes the difference of how high quality and professional you sound. You can get a really professional sound from a super cheap microphone And you can also get a super cheap sound from a really professional microphone. What it really comes down to, I think more importantly than the microphone itself, is your technique in front of that microphone. Because, well, obviously, your content is keen. What you are talking about and your enthusiasm and passion for it trumps the quality. But the quality is still very important because if the presentation doesn't sound or look good, then the content won't be consumed very easily. So there are five tips that I'm going to share with you that work great on any microphone. I use a Heil PR40 in my studio for myself and usually my co-host Jeremy Laughlin, who is my co-host on the cleancomedypodcast.com and also on oncepodcast.com. He's on both of them and he uses a Heil PR40 too. I have two of these in the studio. But then my other co-host, my wife, Jenny, and then also Dan Flynn use different podcast microphones in the studio just because the Heil PR40 is expensive. I haven't been able to get four of them yet. But these other cheap microphones do work 
but there are some special techniques that can make things sound a whole lot better. So I've got five tips to share with you. But before I get into those, I want to welcome back our sponsor, GoToMeeting, or made by Citrix. See, we develop trust in people that we know. And the best way to build that trust is when we can have that face-to-face relationship and talk with them, shake their hands, look them in the eye, be able to read their body language, know, are they really telling the truth? Are they really interested in this? Are they looking off somewhere else, reading something else while you're talking to them? Especially with meetings, body language and visual feedback is really important and building that trust with people whether it be a business meeting with clients or with coworkers. So that's why I recommend GoToMeeting now with high-definition faces. With GoToMeeting, which is by Citrix, you can use your webcam on your computer, your external webcam, even your webcam on your iPad, the little camera on the front of it, and host an online meeting instantly or schedule it for later. This helps you build trust and a relationship with people. So start hosting your own face-to-face online meetings today with GoToMeeting. My listeners can try it free for 30 days. Don't wait. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST. And thank you, Citrix, for your support again, and welcome back. So let's talk about this. Five tips to sound great with any microphone. Now again, I'll be demonstrating these things with three different microphones, and I'll have this list and links if you're interested in these. The three different microphones are, of course, the Heil PR40, which is around $300 to $350 just for the microphone itself. But then I will also be demonstrating with an Audio Spectrum AS400 and a Natty SP1. Those don't sound very familiar because they're quite cheap. In fact, They're the cheapest microphones you can get that come with a mic, a stage stand, and an XLR cable for about $30. I'll have a link to that in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 81. They're good microphones. They work great. If you're just starting out, get one of these. I recommend actually the Natty more than the Audio Spectrum, and you'll find out why as we go along. But in short, the Natty actually seems to sound better and not pick up as many plosives, which are the p p p that uh, certain letters make and the puffs of air that come out of your mouth. So here are five tips, and I'll demonstrate these five tips with these three different microphones. Number one tip, get close to the mic. This is a huge mistake that podcasters make, early podcasters make, is that they might not be comfortable close to the mic, or for some reason they have their settings on their mixer or their computer turned all the way up so they feel like if they get close to the mic then it's going to be booming out loud and it sounds terrible when they try to record it so instead they get farther away from the mic but here's what i'll do i'm still using my heil pr40 and by the way just to make all of this comparison fair what i'm going to do is not well I will do very minimal processing of the audio. I will only change, no, I take that back. No processing of the audio. I'm actually going to turn off my hardware compressor limiter gate so that you are hearing this exactly as it would come through the microphone. The only thing I will change in this in post 
is I will normalize things. So just to make sure that the volume is raised so that you can hear me, but it won't be compressed. It won't have any of that dynamic compression. So the quiets and louds will be changed. I want you to hear this in the raw recording fashion. So my hardware compressor limiter gate has just been turned off and I've just stopped with my audio compression uh, software wise too. So everything from here on out is unprocessed except for a simple single volume increase. So if you're not close to the mic, the kind of sound that you get, well, first of all, as I start backing away from the mic, you'll hear my voice decrease in volume. So I'm backing away. I'm now about a foot away from the mic, and you probably can't hear me even very well. This microphone, the Heil PR40, picks up really well real close to it. I was about a foot away, and the volume dropped significantly. Now, I will turn my gain all the way up. Now, gain, keep this in mind, gain on a mixer and on a computer is basically the sensitivity. Imagine it making a bubble around your microphone. The higher the gain, the bigger the bubble. And whatever is in that bubble will be picked up by the microphone. So the more we turn up the gain, the bigger that bubble gets, the more stuff outside of your voice it's going to pick up. So I'm turning up the gain on my Heil PR40 all the way up. Now you immediately notice a lot of room noise. You can hear my laptop computer. I am now about two feet away from the microphone. Now this is really comfortable. I can just kick back and look around in the room. It doesn't really matter quite which direction I'm looking. I'm looking away from the microphone right now, looking straight at the microphone right now. You really don't have to worry about plosives here. Peter Piper, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. It doesn't work well. But you notice that noise in the background. And I'm on a decent chair, but can you hear the rolling around, the slight rolling around? Or here is my clicking of the mouse. And you hear all of this in the recording. This is what happens when you are too far away from the microphone and have the gain all the way up. And it, you get this loud sound from yourself. I'm not going to even dare get close to the microphone or else it's going to blast out. But you're picking up a lot of this room noise. I'll be quiet for just a couple seconds. You hear that? That's the noise that makes it into so many recordings. And most of that is because my computer is actually about two feet away from my microphone, but behind my microphone. And then my mouse is about two feet away as well. So you can hear it clicking. This is what many podcasters do when they start out because this is comfortable. It works well for several podcasters to be around a microphone like this. Now let me demonstrate the same thing with one of the cheaper microphones. Now I'm talking through the Audio Spectrum AS400. And again, I'm about two feet away from this. This actually sounds a little bit better when I'm two feet away than the Heil did when I'm two feet away. That's the big thing here. And this is the way that many podcasters will work with these cheaper microphones is because the volume is so loud, and I don't dare get any closer to this microphone lest I blast out your eardrums, they'll sit this far away from it, about two feet away or more, and they'll have several people around the table. Now, because I'm so far away, I have very little control over my distance to the microphone to to adjust my volume myself, like just by getting closer, getting farther away. So 
Did you hear that, by the way? Some motorcycle in the background? That's being picked up by this microphone because the gain is so high and I'm having to sit so far away so I don't blast out the microphone. If I were to laugh or anyone else in this room were to laugh, it would blast out the audio range. And But when I say blast out, that's the, the non-geek way of saying peaking or it clips. Uh, it records out of the range so it sounds extremely distorted. So if we were to laugh or make any kind of loud noise, it would do that. And even the sound as this is would not sound very good in a car, especially if you're using one of those little FM broadcasters if you don't have a direct audio connection into your car while you listen to a podcast. And notice my chair noise is in here as well. So get close to the microphone. This is with the Audio Spectrum AS400. Now I'm talking to you on the Natty SP1. You don't notice much difference probably on this. I think it almost sounds like a bit more of an echo with this microphone. But again, I'm two feet away. Lots of noise in this recording. This room echo, the ambient sound, the, the reverb off the walls. The, I can snap my fingers four feet away from the microphones. And that's making it into the recording because this now has a very big, big bubble around it of sensitivity. My chair noise is in this. So instead, get closer to the microphone. And if you're thinking, well, if I get closer, it's going to be too loud. That's right. Turn down your recording volume. Turn down that gain. So on this Natty SP1, the cheapest good podcasting microphone I would recommend for $30 for the microphone stand and XLR cable, I am going to turn down the gain. Now, my gain has been turned down to, it's kind of hard to tell where exactly it is, but I'm now about four fingers away from the microphone, and this is what I would recommend. By the way, I am not using a pop filter right now on this Natty microphone, so I'm four fingers away from it, about four inches if, or so, and it sounds a whole lot better. If I snap my fingers, you don't hear it as much. I can move around in my chair and you don't quite hear it as much. But also note that if I just move my head slightly to the left or to the right, you're not going to be able to hear me. So here I go. I turn my head to the left. I turn my head then to the right. And you can't, you couldn't hear me as well when I was off sight or pointing away from it. So even on a cheap microphone, you can get this sound. Just get closer to the microphone and turn down that room noise. So it's a difference between this room noise, echo, all of this, and this being real close to the microphone, not eating it, but still being close to it and turning that gain down, turning the bubble of what it's capturing down. I'll be quiet for just a moment and see how loud my computer noise is in the background. You can't even hear it. And I just double check to make sure my hardware compressor limiter gate isn't on, and it's not. And like I said, no audio processing except for basic normalization after this, which just raises everything's volume, not dynamically. So now I'm back on the Heil PR40. So I'm now about four fingers away from the microphone. Get close to the microphone. 
That's the main thing. Even remember, I can't, I'll have the link in the show notes for this, but the episode when I talked about how to make yourself sound better from a cheap microphone using audacity, I said, get close to the microphone. Even a built-in microphone on your computer can sound a whole lot better than being several feet away if you get closer to it. It can sound great if you get close to it and turn down your gain. So keep that in mind. Get close to your microphone. Very, very important. Number two, don't get too close to your microphone because if you are too close, then you're going to start having other problems with your recording. So I'll switch back right now. I'm now on the Natty SP1. And if I turn the gain down, it allows me to get much closer to the microphone. But now I'm really close to the microphone. And you notice what's happening? You're hearing a lot of sounds. And I'm not even talking directly into the microphone. If I talk directly into the microphone, it's even worse. Now my S's and... Oh, I'm sorry if you're trying to listen to this in the car because it's probably hurting your ears. But my S's aren't great. And if I do, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. It sounds terrible. I am way too close. Now, I was actually an inch away. Here I am right up against the microphone And what you're going to notice is you'll start hearing noises from my mouth. If you listen really closely, you can hear the little lip-smacking noises of just little bubbles of saliva inside my mouth going off as I'm talking. And any sounds I make, any lip-smacking, anything, maybe even swallowing, you're going to hear that in the recording. I'm way too close to this. And also... If I'm not talking, but I'm just breathing, that's making it into the recording as well. Again, I'm doing this without a pop filter, but even with a pop filter, this would be too close to the microphone. I am, I can just barely fit one finger between my mouth and the microphone. This is too close. And if you ever do public speaking and they give you a microphone, never hold the microphone this close. Hold it about at the closest about four fingers and in your studio imagine about four fingers from the microphone to your mouth is about the optimal range some mics will do better some won't do as good but four fingers seems to be a great place to be so number two do not get too close to the microphone move it away and adjust your gain appropriately. I'm now about four fingers away from the microphone, and I turned my gain up really quickly. And now you can hear that it sounds better. You don't get as many lip-smacking noises. And it's also, you're not hearing that the sound in the microphone as much when I'm talking. So this is just, these first two tips, very important. Don't be too far away from the microphone. And don't get too close to the microphone. There's that sweet zone of about four fingers. So hold up your hand, put your fingers together. And whether you have fat fingers or thin fingers, this, this should be working for you. It's, it's about four fingers away from your microphone. I could tell you inches or millimeters, but then you might just feel like you have to measure it. Just take your hand, put it between your mouth and the microphone, 
and see if you can fit about three or four fingers between your mouth and the microphone. That's optimal range there. So tip number one, get close to the mic. Tip number two, don't get too close to the mic. Tip number three, talk past the mic. Now keep in mind, I'm still talking on the Natty SP1, which is a super cheap microphone. Value of this microphone, probably $10 because it comes with a stand and an XLR cable. So actual value of this microphone, $10, the pack is $30. Link will be in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 81. But what I'm doing right now is I'm talking directly into the microphone. Again, no pop filter. Did you notice what just happened? Pop filter. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. I am popping my peas. They're called plosives, where it's certain consonants that we say will have that extra breath of air, like P's and T's. And also S's often don't sound well because it's a very narrow, focused bit of breath, S. So this breath is going straight into the microphone and it's causing the little diaphragm inside to shake and pound. And it's not good. Now, you can, yeah, you can get a pop filter, but even if you get a pop filter, which I got some nice quality pop filters recently, they are designed for the Shure SM58 and the Shure brand pop filters. Even even got a nice little extra bit of padding at the very end of the uh, the pop filters. But even with a pop filter, I can still pop my P's and T's and stuff. So the best way to fix this is don't talk directly into the microphone. Instead, talk past the microphone. So I just now adjusted my microphone so that it is pointing at me from an angle. It's at, um, I'd say, about a 45-degree angle to my face, and then it's pointing slightly up. So it is, it's pointing to about just the space outside of my mouth, not directly at my mouth, but the space outside of my mouth, and I'm talking past it. So now if I do Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, it sounds a whole lot better than Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. And all I'm doing, no pop filter, all I'm doing is just moving my face around the microphone. Now, if you have co-hosts, this can be really tricky for you to try and get if you try and look at your co-host because you have to learn this pivot technique of being able to pivot around the microphone instead of just looking at them because especially as we turn down the gain of microphones remember it decreases that bubble of sensitivity around the microphone that means that if you turn your head as i'm going to do at while i'm talking you're going to hear the volume increase as i turn toward the microphone but then decrease as i turn away from the microphone i'm now talking at my co-host but i'm talking i'm not looking at the microphone at all not the microphone is pointed at my cheek. Now I'm talking directly at it. Now I'm talking past it. So Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Notice that it's a whole lot better. No pop filter involved at all. You'll always get better results though with a pop filter because your breath is unpredictable. Sometimes your peas go straight. Sometimes they might go a little crooked with the breath. And even just when I said Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers the time before that, I heard a pop in there because some breath just went over and hit the microphone. But talk past the microphone, not directly into it. Again, 
this applies to any kind of microphone. I'm now back on the Heil PR40 mic, and the way I position the Heil PR40 is the same thing. That's about four fingers away from my face, and I'm talking past it, not directly into it. This is me talking directly into the Heil PR40, and I just moved my pop filter out of the way as well. So if I do, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, you can still hear it, and I'm about yeah four fingers away from the microphone, but just simply pointing away from it, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, sounds a whole lot better. You get so fewer pops, especially if you have a cheap little microphone like one of those little LapTech or... Uh, the the super cheap little stick microphones that come with sound cards. This technique works great on those. You don't have to talk directly into them. Those sound absolutely terrible if you have any plosives on those. So number one, get close to the mic. Number two, don't get too close to the mic. Number three, talk past the mic. And number four, don't touch the mic. This is why I actually say in the show notes, unless you have a noiseless overhead boom arm and shock mount, never, ever touch your microphone stand or anything touching the mic or stand while you're recording. What I'm talking about with overhead boom arm is, uh, by the way, I've been doing this series of daily podcasting photos over at theaudacitypodcast.com. I'm a little bit behind right now, so I need to catch up on that, but I posted some recent photos, and I'll have links to these in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 81, about a Heil boom arm, and you can find other brands too. This is where it looks kind of like a robot arm, but it's spring-balanced, spring-loaded to hold the weight of the microphone and allows me to move the microphone around very easily. That would still be noisy if I didn't have a shock mount. Now, a shock mount is a little thing that sometimes you might see it with rubber bands, sometimes something more professional, that prevents certain vibrations from making their way into the microphone. Keep in mind, I'm doing this still. I'm talking without a pop filter, in case you're wondering, and I'm talking into the Heil PR40, but I can, uh, my Heil PR40 is mounted to my desk. So if I touch my desk, the sound you're hearing is just the sound of me pounding the desk. You're not hearing that sound coming through the mic stand into the mic as vibrating booms or anything. I'll simulate this by actually touching the mic. That's what I'm talking about. But when it comes through a mic, it's kind of like, what's that called? Bone bone conduction or bone, uh, I can't remember. But the, uh, what you, how you hear yourself is slightly different because of how sound travels through your bone from your mouth to your ear. That's kind of the same way on the mic. Let me demonstrate this with one of the cheaper mics. Now I'm back on the Natty SP1, and you can probably immediately tell the difference in the sound, that this sounds a little bit more muffled in it because it just doesn't have as well of a dynamic range. I'm about four fingers away from the mic, I'm not using a pop filter, and I'm talking past the microphone. But if I touch this mic stand at all, you're going to hear some booms. Again, you might uh, not want to be listening to this in the car, or you might 
want to turn down the volume on your headphones or just experience this as it is. So here I go, touching the mic stand. All I did is I just grabbed hold of it to try to move it. Or if I try and do this very delicately, like I see some people want to adjust their mics. Ooh, that's not delicate. All I did is I just turned it and that sound you heard was the sound of who knows what rubbing itself inside of the mic stand as I just try to move it. And I have to be extremely gentle because if I am not gentle at all, oh, ouch, that hurt me. That was my ring bumped to the mic stand. So it might be better to be single if you're podcasting too. (laughs) No, don't, don't believe that. Any sound, any vibration will turn into a sound through this. What I've had happens uh, many times before is, depending on our setup, my co-host may not realize that they've got their foot on the mic stand. That's my foot now touching the mic stand. Or they might have something else, like their headphone cable is near the mic stand or their power cable for their laptop computer. So here's my headphone cable that I'm just going to rub against the mic stand. And bump a couple things on it. And those kinds of sounds are what can make you sound very unexperienced or unprofessional in your recording. But they can be so easily avoided. Just know, never ever, ever touch the microphone unless you have something built in that can help prevent any kind of shock noises from that, like a shock mount and then some kind of stand that helps prevent that. And let's compare something else. Now, I've been talking, right now I'm talking through the Nanati SP1, but I also have this Audio Spectrum AS400 still at its full gain level. So when I unmute it, you're going to hear how terrible it sounds at full gain, as if I was going to talk two feet away from it. If I touch it or anything connected to it, warning, you may want to turn down your headphone volume. So now the audio spectrum is on, and you are about to hear me touch the microphone. Oh, ouch. Here it comes. It's moving down. Ouch. Ouch. My ears are gone. Your ears are probably gone too. So this is just touching the stand itself. That this thunderous sound you hear is because part of the microphone is touching the little mat I have on the carpet for my chair that has wheels. And I'm rolling my chair back and forth. So you're not actually hearing the sound of the wheels you're hearing the vibration from the wheels coming up through the mat, touching the microphone, coming uh, the microphone stand, coming up and vibrating the microphone. Absolutely terrible. So the same thing applies if your microphone is on a desk. If you touch that desk, even if your computer is on it and you're typing on your computer or you click with your mouse, those tiny vibrations can make a huge difference in your sound and will sound terrible, especially if you turn up your gain like I've turned up this microphone. Ah, audio bliss. I'm now back on the Heil PR40, but without a pop filter. Uh, Just to keep comparing this, 
All of these things, by the way, as you've noticed, these are things that do not cost anything. I haven't said yet you must buy a pop filter. Now, I do highly recommend it. But these are all tips that apply even if you don't have a pop filter for your mic. Now, you can get big ones and little ones and little windscreens that fit on the ends of your microphones like a, like a little sock or glove kind of thing. You can sometimes even make your own. Just take a wire hanger and some pantyhose and wrap it around a loop of the wire hanger and put that in your microphone. Boy, how embarrassed I was to ask one of my female coworkers at work one day if she had some old pantyhose that I could use so I could make my own pop filter. That was rather embarrassing for me when I was a bachelor. It would still be embarrassing, especially if I asked a coworker. But I'm self-employed, so I don't have to worry about that. But get something if you can. But even if you can't, these techniques can help because you heard how much of a difference these things make. So don't touch the microphone at all. Whatever you do, don't touch it. There are very few times I would recommend editing your podcast. Only like major issues or if you are short on time. If you bump the microphone, that to me is an instant edit. It must be edited out. Because that microphone noise, as you can probably tell listening to my demonstrations hurts. It hurts you to listen to that, to hear that. It sounds absolutely dreadfully unprofessional. So just some simple mic technique and training yourself to do these things will work a whole lot better. So number one, get close to the microphone. Number two, don't get too close to the microphone. Number three, talk past the microphone. Number four, don't touch the microphone. And number five, is avoid noise around the microphone. Now, I just changed my chair, not for any terrible reasons, but to illustrate a point here, is I've changed this to a standard dining room chair. And if you want to sound professional, then you really have to watch what kind of noise you have going on outside of the microphone, like a cough (coughs) or your chair. Now, I'm using the Heil PR40 right now, so it's doing a pretty good job because I have the gain turned really far down, or not really far down, but I have the gain appropriately adjusted so I can be four fingers away from the microphone. So it's not picking up these noises as much. Let's switch to the Natty SP1 at also optimal gain level, just so you can hear for comparison what it's like with background noise. So now I'm on the Natty SP1. And I'm going to uh, touch the microphone and move it. And noise that my chair makes is making its way into the recording. Now, this is not too bad because I have the gain down. So it's created that smaller bubble of sensitivity around the microphone. Now, prepare yourself as I turn on the audio, uh, audio spectrum mic with its gain all the way up, like many podcasters, unfortunately, accidentally do. And you're going to hear chair noises a whole lot more. And my chair is about three feet away from the microphone. So now I'm, I've got the Audio Spectrum AS400 on, and I'm leaning back about two feet away from the microphone. I'm just going to 
stretch, adjust myself in the chair, pick up a glass of water, put it down. I'm going to click a pen. That's it. Yeah. And pick up my iPad, put it down. That was a business card I picked up. Just scraping it along the surface. All of these little sounds, you are hearing these things. Now, Rush Limbaugh, yeah, sure, he can do these things and say, you know, you're in my formerly nicotine-stained hands. But, yeah, you can have some background noise for emphasis, but try to not make it by accident. Like this chair. Maybe you need to tighten the bolts on a chair. Maybe it's something as simple as just getting a better chair. Maybe you should instead turn the gain down on your microphone and get closer to the microphone. And then that will sound a whole lot better. But remember, don't touch the microphone. That makes noise. But also just watch what kind of noise you're making away from the microphone. Some of the things to watch out for are loud keyboards. Maybe invest in a cheaper, or not a cheaper, but a, a quieter keyboard. Maybe look at tightening the screws on your chair. You might have a loud chair, a loud mouse, or you might be cracking your knuckles. And that makes its way into the recording. Or maybe you are trying to talk to someone in the background. So you lean away from the mic thinking it's not going to make its way in, and it does make its way in. Other things are background noisemakers like a dishwasher or a washing machine or a heater or a television, or someone playing video games in the background, open windows, people mowing their yards, all sorts of things like that can really change a professional-sounding podcast into an amateur-sounding podcast very quickly because these are the kinds of things that would never make their way into a professional sound studio. And I'm not saying you have to have a professional sound studio. My studio, by the way, is in my basement. I have carpeted floor, yes, a wooden desk, a couch, and then flat walls. And I don't have any kind of audio treatment on the walls. I have posters actually on the walls right next to my desk. And that's probably about the worst thing I could do for trying to uh, prevent sound from echoing. It might be a little bit better than drywall. I'm not quite sure how that would work. But it's certainly not as good as padding or furniture or bookshelves or something like that. So I'm talking right now on the Natty SP-1, so you can hear that as a comparison. And now to further compare, I'm back on the Audio Spectrum AS400. This time I have turned the gain down, but I'm talking directly into the microphone. So you're hearing the pops and the T's and the P's and the plosives into the microphone, but I've got the gain down at a decent level. So all it takes, like I said, turn away from the microphone and avoid those background noises can sound a lot better on these cheap things. So number one, get close to the mic. Number two, don't get too close to the mic. Number three, talk past the microphone. Number four, do not touch the microphone. Number five, avoid noise around the microphone. And now I'm back on the sweet Heil PR40, which is my favorite microphone of all of those that I have. And I have the shock mount on. I have the boom arm. I have the pop filter all back on in place. And as of right now, 
I've also started doing my software dynamic compression, and here comes my hardware dynamic compression, just added to this mix to help me out a little bit better. By the way, in case you're wondering, the way I set this up is each of these microphones were different channels on my mixer, but I set the channels all the same, both the sliders, the gain, and the equalization settings and built-in compressor were all at the same exact level. So you could hear these things on a cross comparison uh, of the different sounds. So these are things you can do that don't cost you anything, but it applies to any microphone. Even if you get a really expensive microphone, still do these things and you'll sound better on that expensive microphone. If you get a really cheap microphone, do these things and you'll sound better. Now, every microphone I used was a dynamic microphone, not a a compressor, a condenser microphone. Condenser microphones are great in professional sound studios where people can be a little bit farther away from the microphone and it records real nice dynamic range to their sound. But condenser microphones also pick up a lot of noise better than dynamic microphones do. And that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. So my example of when the gain was turned all the way up, on a condenser microphone, you get that even more so because a condenser microphone tends to pick up every kind of noise. So regardless of where you have the gain, you're always going to struggle with background noise on a condenser microphone. So I'm not sure if I've got my gain settings back to exactly where I had it as before, and I'll fix these things afterward. But as you can tell, I'm back on the Heil PR40, and the other microphones I was using were the Audio Spectrum AS400 and the Natty SP1, and Natty is spelled N-A-D-Y. And I will have links to these. Uh, I really only recommend the Natty because of the pop uh, suppression that it seems to have kind of built into it a little bit better than the audio spectrum but they're i got them from the same kind of kit really uh, the same price so you can check that out i'll have a link for that in the show notes over at the audacity to podcast.com slash 81 where you can get my affiliate links for either the high pr 40 if you'd like to buy it or if you're on a budget or starting out which means you're on a budget then check out these cheaper microphones. For $30, you can get a mic, a stand, and an XLR cable. And guess what? If you upgrade any one of those later on, you don't have to throw away everything like you would with a USB microphone. So you can check that out and these show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 81. I'd love to hear from you. What are some of your tips and tricks in working with cheaper equipment or cheap microphones? or just regular mic technique that's really helped you out while podcasting. One of the things I've recently talked about with one of my co-hosts is that he was getting too close to the microphone. So even though he was using the Heil, because of the Heil's position, and I'm going to demonstrate this, I now have the Heil pointed directly at me, like it's level, pointing at me from an angle. But as I breathe, I'm so close to it that my nose breath, wait, nose breath, <laughs> my, the, my breathing through my nose is going over the pop filter and into the microphone. Not very good. 
So even getting away from it a little bit, then I might start having problems with it's not catching up my voice very well. So that's why angle the microphone and talk past it. Don't get too close. Don't get too far. Talk past the microphone. Don't touch the mic and avoid noise around the mic. You can get the show notes for this episode over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 81. A couple announcements to share with you. Again, I'm speaking at Blog World, New York City in June of 2012. And the early bird discounts are now all gone, but I still have a promo code that you can use if you want to save 10% off your admission to Blog World, New York City. I'll be speaking at the Podcasting 101 panel, actually two panels there, where we where we will be talking about the foundations of podcasting and a little bit about the technology of podcasting. And it will be uh, myself, Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting, Ray Ortega from the Podcaster Studio, and also Dan Lyons from Podcast Like a Radio G- DJ. And we're each bringing our own expertise and backgrounds and perspectives to this as we then talk about how to get started podcasting, what you need to know before you podcast and what you should know as you start podcasting, some of the tips and tricks and tools and techniques and all of that other stuff that starts with T's that you might need in your podcasting. So go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash blog world if you would like to register for that. And my promo code that you can use is podlewis10. That's podlewis, the numbers one, zero, can still save 10% off your admission, even though the early bird sale is now over, you can still save with this. And those are affiliate links, but you'll have the chance to save and support what I'm doing here at the Audacity Podcast. I'd love to see you there at Blog World, and it will be totally awesome. I am so excited about it. And even if you can't make it to Blog World, I highly recommend that you go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash blogworld and register for the virtual ticket where you can get the downloads to each of the sessions from Blogworld, which that'll be awesome that you can get that. And I think my promo code works there too, and that's podlewis10. By the way, if that promo code doesn't work, you may need to capitalize the P and the L. That's P-O-D-L-E-W-I-S one zero. I don't know that it's case sensitive. They weren't clear on that when they sent it to me, but it it may or may not be. But try that code and you can maybe even get 10% off the virtual ticket. And then the other thing, like I mentioned, is I'm doing still doing for the month of May this daily podcasting photos project. So every day I'm trying to post a blog post with a photo of something from my podcasting studio that I use whenever I podcast whether it's a software tool, a piece of hardware, or an idea, or whatever it is. And I've got some cool things still coming up yet to post. So check that out over at theaudacitytopodcast.com. And please remember that you can watch me record The Audacity to Podcast live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT-4 over at noodle.mx. I'd love it if you'd leave some ratings and reviews and iTunes for the podcast because that really helps get it in front of more listeners so they can hear and learn about podcasting better and with better technique, almost no matter what kind of equipment they are using. 
So get the show notes for this episode over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 81. Register for Blog World by going to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash blog world and use my promo code PODLEWIS10, P-O-D-L-E-W-I-S-1-0. We'll save 10% off your admission. And check out everything else I've got over at theaudacitypodcast.com. And let me know if you'd like to hire me to do any web design work for you. I'm pretty much booked through June now, but I have some openings coming up soon. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com. And the Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts over at noodle.mx.